We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We're a week into the season, and we have free agents and two-star pitchers to talk about here on the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. I'm Clay Link. Here with FSWA Hall of Famer Todd Zola. We are sponsored by Vivid Seats. Appreciate their sponsorship of the program. And Todd, good to be on with you, man. I imagine as somebody who has Adam Duvall in a lot of leagues, you're riding high today. Yeah, but he's not playing today. Oh, no. What am I going to do? Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's been fun. And home run in Detroit, so it's not just Fenway Park and – Hey, you know what? Everybody's got someone playing well early. Mine just happens to be Duvall. We were talking a lot of underdog fantasy in the lead up to opening day, and you were you said several times that Adam Duvall was one of your late outfield targets, and man, looks like you uh you nailed that one. At least you should find a way into your lineups uh this week. And I know you're doing pretty well opening week on underdog. Yeah, I mean it's as I joke with you and James on SXM. This is the smallest, the sample siziest thing I'll ever say. And I probably should just not say it, but I started. So 19 of my 23 teams are in first or second place, cashing so far with That's another crazy. in third and a fourth and a fifth. So, no, it's been fun. It's been one week. Um, I wanted to try to do some research more than anything else as far as, um, you know, tracking underdog, what's going on. But, I mean, you can see where you are in your league, but there's not a whole much else us to see so i'm not sure what kind of research i can glean but i'll probably look again sometime soon but you know i mean it was whatever i i wanted to find out how to look and was pleasantly surprised i'm not doing any victory laps yet well i'm happy that you're off to a nice start man it's That's fun, good. It's fun. Um, yeah underdog is a lot of fun and had a lot of fun doing those drafts the the dingers heading into opening day yeah not a ton of news to touch on today, Todd, though. I did see Derek Hall of the Phillies yeah. landed on the 15-day IL, or yeah. I'm sorry, the 10-day IL for hitters. Right. Another blow for for the Philadelphia Phillies. They, of course, Hall was already filling in at first base for Reese Hoskins, so now they bring up Cody Clemens. Um, any real fantasy-relevant shakeup here, like anybody entering in the playing time, or is uh, – Cody Clemens, anybody else here? Pretty much NL only. I think it's only. I think Alec Bohm moves over to first, and Sosa, Mundo Sosa, plays a lot of third. I think the the more relevant thing to talk about real quickly is because this is a little bit interesting. Note with this is people may be wondering if Bryce Harper might be accelerated. Right? I mean, they have not put him. The Phillies haven't put Harper on the IL, sixty day IL. So the possibility exists of them coming up before May 30th or May 31st. But the catch is he's able to swing, but the doctors are more concerned about aggravating or rupturing the repair by a slide. Hmm. So it's not even the swinging. It's the, the times he doesn't hit a home run and he has to slide into a base the doctors are concerned that they could, you know, he could rupture the, the, the repair. So 
I think that's a, you know, I never thought, I never heard that before. I think that's interesting. You don't, well, you never hear about it for pitchers because pitchers aren't going to slide. So I think that's a little interesting. I think the obvious thing, you know, maybe Harper comes up sooner. I think as soon as the doctors feel that it's safe, I think we'll see him, but I don't think they're going to accelerate it due to that reason. Yeah, he took batting practice on the field on Wednesday, Harper did, which is a pretty significant step, you know, taking BP on the field, although they did kind of caution afterwards that maybe this doesn't really move up his timeline, maybe at the end of May, but it sounds like June still right. more because realistic. Of, yeah, because yeah, so. it's And it's not to do with his ability to hit the ball. It's to do with the, the, dirt, the stability of the actual repair. Yeah, just maybe don't get – too carried away with yeah, exactly, uh, exactly. thinking Harper could get uh, expedited. Uh, Josh Donaldson, the other injury news I saw today, expected to wind up on the IL. So maybe they bring, maybe they bring back Oswald Peraza, but maybe they could also use Oswaldo Cabrera there, DJ LeMahieu, Isaiah Kiner Falefa. Uh, I don't know that there's really one player in New York who benefits here. Well, Cabrera has been playing a lot anyway in true, the outfield. True, yeah. So I think Peraza, if he is, if he happens to be the one called up, uh, could play. And you know, Lemayhu is if it already wasn't playing every day, maybe in a different position, it's kind of solidified. So yeah, I think that that's that we'll see more. I mean, the whole Aaron Hicks scenario is a little bit curious out there, complaining about not playing, and then then he does play, and then he doesn't play well, so he's not playing anymore. Or, you know, it's only been one day, but even so. Um, so, yeah, I think Peraza could be the potential call up there. And um, we'll see we'll, we'll see how much he plays because Volpe, Anthony Volpe, all right, he's hitting whatever it is, one something, but he's walking and running. So I don't think there's anything to be concerned about just yet. Yeah, I'm with you. I know he's not really lighting up the stack cast guns yet, but uh... – yeah, you love to see him getting on base and running. That's that'll give him a nice uh, fantasy baseline. Let's talk about some pickups from the staff league last night. Now, this is a staff league you are not a part of the Rotowire. Did league, I miss? But... Did I miss it already? I thought I got. I thought I looked. And uh, no, anyway. you did not miss a fab run. <laughs> that is something I'm perpetually worried about. Uh, I wake up in the middle of the night thinking I missed a fab run well, somewhere. The, the the initial league that I was in third SK three. Uh, was Thursdays. Yep. And I missed yeah, We do it. this for the staff leagues to just kind of break up because right. we have so many leagues that do fab on Sundays. So. Yeah, but you know, those of us that don't have family to deal with on Sunday like everything on Sunday. But anyway, that's just me. <laughs> Selfish yeah. me. Yeah, we just – this has kind of been a longstanding <laughs> tradition to do fab in this league on a Thursday night, Friday yep. morning. So we had our first fab run uh, last night, and the number one pickup was uh, Pierce Johnson, who you might expect, just given you know, it's a 16-team league and needing needing a closer. But then the top bat was Joey Weimer, and on XM last week we talked about Weimer coming up for Luis Urias. Um, so far this season, you know, with the Brewers, only three strikeouts in his first 19 plate appearances coming into action today. You put any stock into that number, James? Uh, not James, sorry. I just hosted two hours with James. <laughs> but do you put any stock into that st- low strikeout number? or Because uh, strikeouts, strikeout and walk rates stabilize pretty quickly. Uh, or do you still think there may be some swing and miss concerns well, here with the stable? I, I won't. I won't. I know you're going on vacation soon, so I won't get into the, the fact that stabilization is a misnomer. Um it's it's a mis, it's misinterpreted. It's not a misnomer. It's just it's misinterpreted. But the fact that he is isn't striking out Weimer a lot is a positive sign. I mean, this is not like a short fix, right? You just mentioned Urias is out up to eight weeks, so this is something that you know it's, it's actionable. And Bryce Terang is going to be playing a lot with Brian Anderson flipping between the infield and outfield, and Weimer getting. You know, ben, it's kind of, it's kind of like a Weimer and Terang are, uh, are benefiting with Anderson's ability to flip between the infield and outfield, facilitating that. So um, interested. Don't know if I'm mixed league interested though. To be honest, I know it's the numbers are interesting early on, but I don't know that I'm mixed league interested yet. 
I'm probably not at you know 15 out of 100, but I did get Weimer in one spot where it was a first come first serve thing. Uh, a lot of Brewers fans in that league, so got the added bonus of ticking them off. So it was kind of fun. I guess I'm interested if it if it upgrades my bench or I can stash him. Mm-hmm. That I'm very interested there. I'm doing a lot of thinking about my gameplay in 12 team mixed, etc. I'm going to be writing about it on Z files soon. But I don't think I'm aggressive enough on short samples. Um, sometimes you just have to make the move without having all the data there with the potential of the data. I'm not a card player, but sometimes you need to not fold right away because you need to see the flop first. So, you know, we're, we're making this call on Weimer without the flop. Um it's not a perfect. That's analogy. a good analogy. Good it's analogy. Not perfect, though. I mean, not perfect. You know, but luck and skill. It's not perfect. But sometimes you got to hang around to get lucky or to find out if it's real. And I not think that, perfect, but I think that is a good analogy. Yeah, I mean, I, we, we're waiting was, on the flop with Weimer. Yeah, anybody who plays poker with me knows if, if Zola bets, it's either got two aces or or you know an ace and something else because otherwise he ain't betting. Well, that's kind of the way I play fantasy. If I, you know, if I don't, if I pick up a guy, it's because every single underlying metric is good. I think I need to loosen up in both areas. Interesting. Well, Jihuan Bay went for 12 Ooh. in this league behind Pierce Johnson and Joey Weimer. Love him. Uh, you're a big fan. You happen to watch him kind of become a pest to my Red Sox over the weekend. Yes. Um, kind of like Brian Anderson's ability. Ooh, someone, I think it's McGill and the Mets is down. I oh, did no. not see how. Now he's up, and he's shaking it off. So it looks like okay. he may have just been a uh, little dramatic. Stay on the mound there, Tyler, knowing that we're doing a podcast. Oh, we got hit off the ankle on a line drive. Okay. Never mind. Oh, Never mind. I'm not saying he's all right, but it, it, it's not like he – oh, right off the heel, directly Ouch. off the heel. Yeah, I, we're both in pain just watching it. Anyway, um, so, yes, uh, Jihan went on Bay. Like Anderson flipping to an infield and outfield, Bay's doing the same between second base and outfield, allowing, you know, actually not allowing. Anybody who's trying to figure out playing time early has no idea what's going on at Pittsburgh because just Bay's playing almost every day and everybody else is just moving in and out. Um, like him, though. The speed, hit a home run in Fenway Park, defense at both spots. Um, I was aware of him in the spring, but I was not – I didn't, I was, I under, underplayed the potential. I kind of underlooked or overlooked the potential for playing time and yeah, the fact yeah. that Jihuan Bay was in the 90th percentile for sprint speed last yeah, year, yeah, yeah. according to StatCast. So I, I didn't realize he was quite that much of a burner. Uh, so yeah, you'll, between second base and outfield, looks like he'll have a spot. Yep. And uh, 12 is a little steep for me, but. I get it. Uh, behind Weimer and Bay, I got Larnick for 11. And considering the relative pricing on some of these hitters, I'm pretty thrilled to get Larnick at 11 because uh, bad and clean up against righties. And it seems like the, the Twins really like him in that spot. Now, Joey Gallo has been swinging it better. So maybe they kind of, maybe Gallo eventually moves up to the cleanup spot against righties and bumps Larnick down. But. Mm really like what he can bring to the table as a guy who was a pretty highly touted prospect years ago. He and Kirloff came up together. Kirloff a little bit ahead of Larnick. They kind of paralleled in how they they produced early and then they didn't produce and they got hurt. Uh, Larnick's kind of, I don't is he post-hype yet? Not really sure, but I agree. Um, some of these pickups are short-term, and I, I think you need to think, as you, I th- heard you say in the, in the XM show with, with short-term goggles. I think you need to think that way, but Larnick could be a more of a long-term play. And I like the fact Gallo is hitting, you know, 221, which, you know, it's only 220. It's 50 points above is what he's hit lately. No, that's pretty darn good. I don't know if it's cleanup worthy yet. I still don't, I don't think, I don't think you want to kill rallies with a strikeout at the cleanup spot. It may earn him fifth or sixth. I don't think it moves in the cleanup yet. Luke Rayleigh was a hitter picked up for eight, who's playing a fair amount. Then on the pitching side, Seth Lugo for nine, Kyle Muller for nine. 
Bryce Elder, who I had a bit on. I got him in Derek Van Riper's Maki League, but didn't get him here for seven. He lines up to face the Reds at home next week, Bryce Elder. So I imagine he'll be a pretty popular ad in the NFBC. Then here's an interesting one. Dre Jameson. Todd, Dre Jameson got a win in long relief last week, then gets his first save of the season. I believe it was his first career save. Two-inning save for for Dre Jameson. Scott McGuff has had some issues uh, in his return stateside. So I look at Jameson, see an avenue to him potentially saving some more games, an avenue to him maybe stretching out and being useful for fantasy as a starter. So I think he's one of those guys that you pick up, improve your bench, and, and see what happens. Yeah, real quick, going back to Rayleigh, I love that move. The the, the Rays um, love their platoons. Rayleigh is lefty, left-handed yep. batter. Starting the year, it looked like Ramirez, Harold Ramirez was going to be the guy, and Yandy Diaz, they were very right-handed. Rayleigh has a chance to get strong side of the platoon number uh, playing time. And in the NFBC or daily leagues, you can find places to use him, right? With the half week. Um, I heard you got again heard you guys talking on the uh, podcast uh, on the XSM show. I, I'm in slight disagreement with James about Seth Lugo. He didn't didn't really move the needle much for James. I I like San Diego Padres starting pitching streamers, and I think Lugo. There's I, I'm a little I'm higher than James. James is like we tried to you know we've seen this before. Um, yes, we have. He's perfectly right, 100% right. I just think that the situation is a little different. We know he's a starter. He's in the rotation. You can stream him at home. I, I, I'm a little bit higher. And the you mentioned Elder. Love that. Um, it's interesting that Schuster's back. They were able to use an injury exemption with Colin McHugh to get Schuster back up on the roster. because yeah, Starting you, tonight, I believe. Yeah, when you send a guy down, it has to be 10 days. Unless he's an injury replacement, he couldn't replace Freed because that move was already done. But Colin McHugh going on the IL freed up the the loophole, if you will, to bring Schuster up to get him to, to start for tonight. Now, I don't know, it's not the yips, but you, he was pretty nervous, Schuster was, that first game. Um, you know, Dodd's first game, and Dylan Dodd did fine, different mm-hmm. people, et cetera. But um, I'm not giving up on Schuster yet. But, um, you know, to me, if, if it's still a competition – between Dodd, Schuster, and Elder to see who sticks when some of these guys start coming back, Kyle Wright, et cetera, Freed. I think Dodd's got the leg up right now. Yeah, Dodd uh, got good command and looked looked really good in his uh, debut, especially compared to Schuster. Maybe Schuster performs better once you know the nerves settle down a little bit. But, uh, yeah, I think I'd take Dodd over Schuster right now. They do have Soroka coming back eventually. and uh, But, yeah, I like Elder in the short term as a guy who just home against the Reds, man. Yeah, see what happens. And, uh, and you can cut him loose or maybe you have a piece that ends up uh, helping you more than just that one turn through the rotation. Here's a bit of news that we didn't talk about at the top of the show, but Francisco Alvarez was called up, Todd, yep. and he went in the stake league for – uh, $3. Check your league eligibility. He may be UT only to start, but uh, catcher and Omar Narvaez is looking at a couple months out. So yeah, I, I know the pitching staff, staff likes throwing to Tomas Nito, but uh, at least during Francisco Alvarez's starts, I think this kid can hit and uh, could clear the bar at the catcher position in two catcher leagues. I think so. I think if he was, well, he was drafted even at DH in 15 team leagues. So I absolutely think you can, um, you know, I think you'll hit, you kind of mentioned everything. I think you'll hit. And how, how, how quickly will he get five games, which is the rule book definition. I know NFBC uses 10, I don't know, two weeks. I mean, if he catches two or three times a week, he should have it pretty quick. Right. I would think five games, mm-hmm. 10, 10, a little bit different unless he just, it's a lot now. Using using Elver as a DH is tough right now because you don't have a second catcher. So if something were to happen to Nito, you would then lose your DH. And I don't know how many teams want to do that. I mean, M- MJ Melendez has played a lot, but he's played in the outfield. 
Mm-hmm. Right. So some of the anytime anytime a catcher is supposedly going to DH a lot, I like to see if they're carrying a third catcher because that really facilitates it. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think Toronto right now what they're doing. I'll take a quick look, but without a third catcher, I don't know much. I don't know how much Alvarez will. Of course, Toronto's got Varsho to fill in if needed. So yeah, they're they're yeah. They're, they're covered. I don't know what the Mets would do. You know, if uh, uh, I don't know, can uh, can Luis Guillermo catch? I'm just making up names. I don't know. I'm not making up names. I'm, maybe Daniel Vogelbach. Get him behind there, huh? Yeah, he'd just be like a wall back there. <laughs> he could throw it off of. Yeah, that's possible. But yeah, I um, yeah, I didn't have a bid in on Alvarez myself. But yeah, if you're, you know, I think you can hit. So if you're okay with li- limited playing time but with good skills, I think. You know, if you're okay with that trade-off, he could be yeah. a, a decent option. But yeah, not a guy who's quite reached a prior, high priority level and, for and me with, just yet. With Vogel back and Fam platooning at DH, it's not like the Mets need a bat in that area. I picked up Michael Grove on a zero dollar ad, dropping Adam Adovino. I just zero. I need a starter, so at Arizona this weekend. To say zero, that's nice. Yeah, I mean, for a 16-team league. Yeah, I mean. I was good with it. I, I talk about how I, I'm a little concerned about the – well, not concerned. I'm optimistic about the – I'm concerned about starting streaming against them. But the reason is I'm optimistic for the uh, Diamondbacks offense to click, but it hasn't yet. So yeah, that's I'm, not, true. I'm not hesitating to stream against them yet. I think sometime this season, once the outfield gets it in gear – they're going to start hitting a little bit. Well, let's get into the two-star pitchers for next week. But real quick, we'll pause briefly to bring you a, a brief word from our Blue Wire sponsors. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. All right, we are back on the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Clay Link here with Todd Zola. We are going through our projected starters grid at Rotowire and looking at all the two start options for the week of April 10th, 2023. Zero to five. Zero, of course, meaning we're hands off. We're not starting him anywhere. Five, meaning we are starting him everywhere. So let's get going right from the top, Todd. Zach Gallen versus Milwaukee. At Miami, it's been a rough start so far for Gallon, but can I uh, to jump in? Yeah, hit your, hit your refresh button. Oh, I just did. So maybe something I just changed just... last yeah. few minutes. Yeah, yeah. Um, we got Ryan Nelson for two and move Gallon just to one. Huh? I'm not seeing that actually. Okay. Well, sure you have it. Uh, yeah. Set for April 10th. No, I don't. I have it set for April 3rd. So um, I'm an idiot. <laughs> Oh, gosh. I, you well, know I, I remember did? that. I, for, he was on our list last week, Ryan. Nelson, well, I clicked off of it. Not that you guys – again, here, here's an off-air conversation between me and Clay. I clicked off of it when I looked up um, the depth chart to find out from the Mets, 
And so I, I brought it back, figured it refreshed, but it brought it back mm. to this week's. All right. Um, ignore what we just said for the last two minutes. And Zach Gallon's a five. Yeah, I, th- I was going to say, <laughs> even though he's gotten off to a rough start, he's still oh, five so for me. I. I've gotten off to a rough start. <laughs> It's all good. We're, we've all been there. Uh, no two-star pitchers for Atlanta, but again, there. Bryce Elder. And there is an outside chance Elder makes two, I guess, if Kyle Wright. I think Kyle Wright's due to return on the 11th, but if not, maybe. So Strider so. went last night. Yesterday, yeah. Um, gave up the – who hit the home run off him? Um, I missed that. Uh, didn't see it. Yeah, I, it was a pretty good blast, and I'll look it up. But, yeah, yeah Strider get, you know, looked, pitched well, but – Gave up a three-run homer, and um, it was at San Diego. Um, so I, it'll come to me, and people can look up, you know, whatever. But, yeah, no, uh, he he did. Oh, the battle of the mustaches. Matt Carpenter took him deep. Oh, gosh, his doppelganger. Yeah. Yeah, the, yeah, the battle of the mustaches. Carp took him deep for a three-run shot. Otherwise, uh, Strider, uh, you know, and I heard this in the radio. This is not me. You know, Strider needs more pitches. He actually, I mean, he's got two different sliders, so that's kind of like two different pitches. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you know, we'll see. But uh, yeah, I'm not going to panic because Mark, you know, Matt Mark, Matt Carpenter hits a lot of home runs. Uh, it was it was fun though. He hit a bunch last year. <laughs> All right, for Baltimore, it's Kyle Gibson at home against Oakland, then at the White Sox. Same for youngster Grayson Rodriguez, who gets the call. Uh, Kyle Bradish on the IL with a foot contusion. So we'll see. I'd imagine Grayson is able to pitch well enough to stick around long-term. It's not a given, but um, highly touted prospect, really interesting right-hander with really good stuff plus numbers in the spring, by the way. Uh, Eno Saris's stuff plus seemed to like him. And so for Gibson versus Oakland at the White Sox, you know, Gibson's 2-0, and but – I think I'm going to give him with these matchups a three, and then with Grayson, I think I'll give him a two. Yeah, they. I'm a, I'm, I'm kind of in lockstep. B. Gibson isn't striking batters out, but he's getting the job done. The White Sox aren't they a little bit dinged up a, a tiny bit at this point? Well, now, they lost Eloy already. Yeah. Well, you know, this is not you know this. We did not pre-record that for the podcast. I mean, yeah, this is not a recording. Could, we could we it could add that point. in for next week's next year's podcast already. Mm-hmm. We can just put that note in. Uh, that's kind of not not good. Whatever. I mean, yes, but uh, Moncada's a little dinged up, so I guess it's just Jimenez. So it's not the rest of the guys are come back healthy. Point being, that could be a little bit of a tough matchup. Um, I'm gonna I am in lockstep with a three and a two, um, but you know that Gibson one, a little bit nervous because you know regression monster will catch up. Yeah, and Grayson's an unknown, but uh, did pitch okay in his debut. So, Well, he got rocked early, then settled down. Yeah, he settled in. So, okay, three on Gibson, two on Grayson. Now, for the Boston Red Sox, Nick Pavetta, he was on our list last week, and that just goes to show it really is an example of this all being extremely tentative, this exercise. And we try our best, and we make our best guesses on the – on the uh, grid, but there were four postponements yesterday, Todd. So, well, he wasn't one, but this well, he wasn't one, true, but but well, yeah. I mean, there's well, just everything's so shuffled around now, right? And those postponements, to be honest, not that it matters. Your point is very well taken, and is you know should be kept in mind. But the the four postponements were all played today, and I think the pitching probably isn't going to be changed because they were all in advance. But no, the point's well taken, especially Pavetta was scheduled to fit to face Detroit in the second one. Mm. He, and he didn't do that well against Pittsburgh in the first. Now it's Tampa at Tampa, which you don't love. All right, Angels at home I'll take. But, I mean, last week it was like a four. I didn't give him a four, but I was like, I'm starting. I'm picking up Pavetta. I'm not mm. picking up. I'm not I'm not even 100% sure that I'm using him everywhere that I picked him up with this one. Yeah, pretty disappointing. And that is just the – cautionary tale there on Nick Pavetta and somebody I forget who it was but one of our listeners did a study a couple years ago looking at just how often projected two start starters end up making that second start it's only you know 50 60 percent of the time so while I think this is a 
worthwhile exercise, just always know that the uh, that well, second sure. start is very iffy. Right. No, and take that. It can you know we know a little bit more when we set our lineups Monday, and that's why I mm-hmm. do the. I mean, heck, from from the time today till Sunday, there's there's changes, and that's why I put the update to the notes on the site. And I'm sure there's changes during the week. But uh, Garrett Whitlock, though. Um, well, all right. So the Pavetta, I'm going to go three. Okay, I'm going one on Pavetta, but <laughs> okay. I got you down as a three. All right. I mean, I, I just, I'm still, all right. All right. Whitlock, just given he's coming back, I'm probably only going to give a one, but I do like the pitcher, and he'd be a guy that I think, you know, if he's out there, you scoop up, put him on your bench, see how he fares. I don't, I don't, I'm not, this, I'm not the put on the bench, see how he fares guy, because he ends up starting good and you lost those starts. Um, he pitched well in his rehab. Uh, he went, uh, struck out eight and walked one across six. Six innings is enough for me to start him next week. Um, I'm going to give him All a three. Right. All right. I'm going to bump him up to two, but I got you as a Okay. It was in Portland, but it was more the fact he was able to go six innings. And I know that may not be a high pitch count because he was so efficient at double A. But to me, it still shows that it's not as if it's not as if it's a 50, 50 pitch and he's done. I think, you know, I, I, I like I like the signs. I think I'd roll the dice on Whitlock over Pavetta. So I that's can, why okay. I got a two on Whitlock and one on I'll go 2.9 and 3.1. Okay, that sounds good. <laughs> now, Drew Smiley was, seemed to be getting by last year on some smoke and mirrors and rocked in his debut. So versus Seattle at the Dodgers, I don't, I mean, this may be a zero for me. I just... Yeah, those matchups. I just can't risk lighting my ratios on. Fire. Yeah, no, I I wrote about him. I believe in uh in the in the first um, Todd's takes, and I think he, I think he's a home streamer. Seattle's tough, and at Dodgers, no, thank you. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go a zero. Connor Overton, Luis Sessa, two of the, let's be honest, two of the worst back end starters in the game. Connor Overton. Actually had quite a few swings and misses in his debut, but his K per nine is right around you know five per nine for his career. So Connor Overton and Luis Sessa both zeros for me. Yeah, I mean you, you I assume you were watching the games and by the sound of the announcers, especially during the Sessa game, he's a Cy Young candidate. You know, that's just his slider looked okay at times. All hometown announcers are like yeah. announcers are like that. You know, I just I got a kick out of that. No, I um I'm His fastball's uh, hittable, though. It's kind of a medium ball, really. To, yeah, to it's honest. not really fastball. But no, yeah, I, I'm going zero, and uh, I am, um, you know, I'm, once 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 Ashcraft has two, we'll have something to talk about. Now Shane Bieber's got to face the Yankees, but that's at home, and then he's at Washington, so Bieber's going to be a five. For yep. Me. That one you don't have to yep. overthink at all. Herman Marquez is. At home against St. Louis and then at Seattle. Anytime he's at home really kind of wipes him out. But St. Louis, top to bottom, really is a scary lineup. And maybe one that I didn't really have in my head is like a, a top offense in baseball coming into the season. But now when I see them on the schedule, STL, whether it be home or away, I, I kind of cringe a little bit and try to stray away from it. It's kind of like Tampa, right, in that – they don't have the you know the forty home run boppers, yeah. But they there's not there, there's not an easy out in that lineup. Well, no, I don't I don't think there's an easy. I was going to say a catcher, but I forgot there's a new catcher. There's not an easy out in that lineup. Um, the O'Neill situation is still up in the air. We'll see how that flushes out. Yeah, very strange situation with Tyler O'Neill. Yeah, um, I think people are wary. Dog did a little bit when he was sent. You know, why was he sent? But that, you know, he was sent and he kind of dogged it and, and was thrown out and only Marmel benched him. And I think what's happened since is more about his reaction than the actual play itself. And I think Marmel was a little bit taken aback by some of the things that were said, et cetera, as opposed to, um, you know, learn my lesson. I'm going to try hard next time, Skip. Um, a little more defensive on the on of O'Neill than what probably should have occurred. But anyway, and we won't know. Maybe we'll know. I can look now, but it's a night game. I don't think the lineups are out just yet, but I'm curious to see if O'Neill's in the lineup tonight. Yeah, you don't want to be in the skipper's doghouse less than a week into the season, but that's just very yeah. strange. 
that uh, you know O'Neill said publicly, ah, this should have been kept in house. So he was yeah. not happy with how that was handled. So butting heads with O'Neill and uh, Marmol already early on this season. So uh, back to two star pitchers though. Herman Marquez is zero, right? If it was anybody but Marquez, I'm going to give him a one, but I I don't think I would actually do that if I had him, but I don't have him, so it's easy for me to say. Um, oh, but I'm, yeah. he is a good pitcher. I'll give him a one, but eh. Maybe in an NL only, uh, perhaps. Uh, Dylan Cease at Minnesota versus Baltimore. I'm going to go ahead and give him a five. I mean, I don't yeah. know how I couldn't give him a five. I mean, just because I didn't have him ranked in the top five doesn't mean he's not a good pitcher. It just, yeah. And then, but yeah, absolutely. I mean, the Baltimore, it's at home. The the lineup hasn't quite turned it on yet, but they may. Minnesota's hit pretty well, but that's a five. Yes. Dylan Cease is absolutely five. Now, how about Matt Manning of the, Detroit Tigers, he lines up for two at Toronto versus San Francisco. Now, Matt Manning in his 2023 debut picked up the win, and not just any win, a road win against Houston. No easy task, only two runs uh, across five and two-thirds innings, four Ks. Uh, But the at Toronto on the schedule, that bumps him way down for me. I am intrigued by what I saw in that debut, but for Matt Manning at Toronto versus San Francisco, I think I can only give him like a two. Yeah. I think escaped is probably the, 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 the word of what he did in Houston, two walks like you mentioned, eight hits, um, a 1.4 whip. Yeah. Now Toronto, this is one of those things where I hope people read what I wrote before they played. Cause I wrote that they're, they're they've been hitting the ball ridiculously hard. They've been hitting it into the ground. The home runs are about to come. And then Vlad and somebody else was a Biggio, I forget. But two there were two home runs that night. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that I think that their power is coming. And teams are going to pay. And it could start, you know, next week. So I'm with you in that I kind of treat it whenever you're playing Toronto, I treat that as if you're in Colorado. I think that lineup is that dangerous. And I'm not starting anybody, you know, not anybody, but get to be really good. And Matt Manning, I'm interested, just not this week. Yeah, same. Um, I would look at him as a potential ad, but not somebody I would turn loose this week. It's even uh, against I gave him I gave him a two, but it's tentative. It's a low end. Yeah, that's right. We need to put an actual number. You know what? I'm I am I am going zero. I I, going zero. Okay. Again, I'm interested, and San Francisco's flashed a little power early. A little bit. J.D. Uh, Davis has been a nice yeah. little uh, start for him. Framber Valdez at Pitt versus Texas. That's like a seven. <laughs> what is this, Spinal Tap? Yeah. No, you're right. I'm, it's a five. We're going, you know. Texas will hit, but uh, it, it's, it's Valdez. Now, when you look up crafty veteran nowadays <laughs> in the – in the dictionary, you'll probably see a picture of Zach Granke. 0-2, but a 2-3-80 array at Texas versus Atlanta. I feel like the regression monster is coming for Zach. Like the guys, fun for the game and all, but uh, and credit to him for performing so far. I don't think that performance holds up. I almost feel like at Texas has some sneaky blow up for him. He, he kind of always has blow up potential with the, the low K rate, so at Texas versus Atlanta, I'm only going to go one on Grinky. Oh, yeah. Get a little Mark Fidgerton there. Did you see the – I don't know. This is the speculation. But it, there was some some Twitter images where it looked like he was informing the catcher that he was changing the pitch. Mm-hmm. Like he was using pitch calm to change you know, to, to change To the shake pitch. himself <laughs> off. Yeah. yeah was, who That was the narrative. But that it seemed kind of funny. No, you're right. I mean, yeah, I will watch the game because he's fun to watch, but he, I, I won't have anything on it. Do I give him a yeah. one because it's Zach Greinke? No, not with those matchups. I'm going zero. All right. Yeah, that's probably the uh, – I couldn't quite do that to Zach, but I think that's probably the right it's, call. Yeah, yeah. No, Maybe it's because I still believe Texas will hit sooner than later. 
We got a couple easy ones here. Nobody for the Angels. So Julio Urias for the Dodgers. That's an easy five. Yep. And then uh, who was the next one? That's another easy five. Sandy Alcantara. Yeah. Yep. I mean, doing Sandy things already with the complete game. So was his own closer. Yeah, that's that's the best kind of closer is when your own closer. All right, for the Milwaukee Brewers, Wade Miley. How funny is it that Wade Miley's got a spotless 0.00 ERA and Corbin Burns is a 9.64 ERA? <laughs> well, Both are at Arizona, at San Diego. So you're saying I should trade uh, and, and, and give up my Burns for Miley? Yeah, you know what? I, the San Diego one's tough. That It's mm-hmm. more so for Miley because I think Burns, you know, I'm still, Burns is still Burns until proven otherwise. I know it's a rough start, but, you know, he's still clear five. Miley, you know what? I mean, I like I like the Sunday start or the Monday start. You know, lefties and talked about all the left-handed batters for for Arizona. San Diego's tough though, man. I think I'm gonna go two for Miley and a five for Burns. Okay, I'm going one on Miley, but I got you down as a two, and Burns is yeah. still gonna be a five for me until further yeah, notice too. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Just can't I can't overthink that too much, but uh Right. And, you know, this time next week, it could, well, I guess not next this time next week, but, you know, after the uh, second step of that two-step Burns, you know, the narrative could have flipped completely Yep, on Corbin Burns. So I got him as a five. Kenta Maeda. Now, he's dealing with some fatigue, but he's said to be feeling fine. He only, well, he went five innings in that first start. I was thinking maybe he could go a little bit deeper, but... Feeling a little fatigued. He did have nine Ks. Um, what do you think here on, on Kentamaida, even with some fatigue issues? Yeah, I think he's just going through the dead arm that a lot of we don't hear that word as much as we used to. Um, but I think he's just going through the classic dead arm, having been off for so long, rehab, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Probably. Um, I mean, you know, it was against Miami. With the nine strikeouts, they count, but it was still Miami. So um, I suppose with these matchups, I'm going to go with a two for Maeda. Yeah, I'm going to go two as well. The, the Yankees start scares me. and Yeah, yeah. White Sox, even though they're down a couple bats, they can do some damage still. So I'll go uh, two there. And Pablo Lopez, really good start for him. Uh, same – Matchups here versus the White Sox at the Yankees. Hmm. I think I'm going to go three. He's, he's a four pitcher with three, a uh, four yeah. pitcher with two matchups. So he's a three. Yeah, that's where I was at. Three point four nine, almost oh rounding up to five, but not a four, but not quite. So, uh, you know what? I am going to go four because I'm not as I'm not as scared as Yankee Stadium as others. It's I, I am going to go four on Lopez. So you got two on Maeda and four on Lopez? Yeah. yeah All right. Yeah. I got you down as a four yeah. on Lopez. I got a three on Lopez. We will get back to these two-star pitcher grades momentarily, but we'll pause briefly and hope you'll bear with me here. And uh, we'll get back to the content. Baseball is back. Swing into the MLB season with vivid seats and score tickets to all of the hottest matchups and biggest games of the year. Every crack of the bat, every deep center fly, and every heart-pounding double play from your favorite team, live and in person. Plus, with Vivid Seats Rewards, now you can earn rewards with every single purchase. Each ticket you buy gets you closer to your reward. Just buy 10 tickets and simply cash in all your credit toward your 11th ticket purchase. It's that easy. And here's a pro reward tip. Buy tickets for your whole group, split the bill, and make progress towards your free 11th ticket even faster. From behind the plate to the upper deck, Vivid Seats has great tickets for all the 2023 games that matter to you. Just visit vividseats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats, experience it live. See vividseats.com slash rewards for terms and conditions. Todd, we're back, and I just wanted to mention that we had a nice comment in the chat that said they just wanted us to know that they subscribed to Rotowire just because of last week's two-star pitcher talk. So very nice. We appreciate that and hope you 
find value in all of what Rotowire has to offer. And by the way, check out our new optimizer just launched with opening day and really good uh, feedback so far on that new optimizer. So I hope everybody likes that. While we're plugging things. Yeah. um, It took me almost the whole year last year before I plugged in my teams or my leagues. Did it from day one. Oh, wow. Today was like the first day. I mean, I got to take real advantage just because it was the Friday, you know, the, you know, Monday got some time, you know, just to do my draft champions. For those that don't, my league, you 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 just hit this button here that it's on, I don't know, fan tracks or whatever on, on NFPC. And then you pull your league up and it brings it in and you can get the best lineup, the best available free agents. You know, it, it you make the decision, but it, it does, based upon our data, give you some names. And man, yeah. on the draft champions especially, it just helped me out so because it was one of those things where oh no, I got to get it in by get by dead by 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 lineup time, and I, I made it just because of the it it, it it was so quick. Yeah, I love the my leagues feature. Our tech team does such awesome work, and uh, my leagues is a huge time saver. And among all the tools we offer, I've actually heard people say that my leagues is the most valuable thing we offer. I, I, no uh, one's listening. Whatever. You guys could that could be. I I think people would pay for that as a standalone entity. It's such an awesome <laughs> service, and you know you can import your leagues. It's not like you have to type in every exactly. one of your your teams. It's all brought in automatically yep. from the uh, host site. So yeah, right. sh- big shout out to our tech team and good plug there. Uh, back to the two-star pitcher grades for next week. Max Scherzer is going to be a five. A little uncharacteristic start for Max. And I actually thought the pitch clock might help him, but I think he's maybe uh, – maybe some of these veterans are, are dealing with some fatigue as a result of the pitch clock, some added fatigue. I'm still going to five on Scherzer. It's homer. It, it, it's, he's, he's give up, he gives up homers. He's given up some homers. It, it, it's fine, yeah. And Garrett Cole's a, a five. I've kind of – Mad at myself for passing on him, and I passed on him in the second at one point. Took uh, Austin Riley instead. Huh. Uh, not that I, you know, think Riley is a bad pick, but I probably should have just. Uh, I got I got my Cole. Cole in the underdog. I don't have him in any leagues, but I do have him in the underdog. So anyway, now Johnny Brito was sent down, but he pitched really well in his debut, scoreless at Cleveland, assuming he's brought back up, and then versus Minnesota. He's an interesting two-star guy, but again, always consider that second one tentative. Um, even with that being the case, I'm still interested in Johnny Brito, given what we saw. More of a strikeout punch than I was expecting. Yeah. So with this two-step, probably only going with like a, a one, I think, but I'm interested. I think I'm above the one. I was going to say three but I'm going to back that off to a two, but I am probably going to be starting him if I have him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Johnny Brito. I think so some of it is now we will know. We will know more by the time we have to make our moves on Sunday, but part of it is like you mentioned, it's not set in stone yet. And I don't know if I want to make a move for, a guy that we know won't be up or maybe won't be up for one game. If I have him on my roster, I'm using him. And he starts, I'm using him. JP Sears for Oakland, that's going to be a zero for me. Uh, uh, at Baltimore and the Mets. Yeah, it would have to be something like, you know, at Pittsburgh and at Detroit, and it's not. So, yeah. Yeah, I can't can't see myself doing that. Now, Matt Whoa, Strom. This had, I'm curious about. This yeah, I'm Matt curious. Strom had a – Nice little outing on Tuesday against the Yankees. No decision, but only one hit, one walk over four scoreless. Um, so only 61 pitches in that game. So 61 pitches to complete four scoreless. I'm a little skeptical that Strom can get to five, even if things go oh, maybe if things go well, I get to five. Can we, that can we just it's versus Miami and at Cincinnati? Yeah, that's important to note. So that brings at it above Cincinnati. zero. That brings it above yeah. zero, right? Yeah, true, true. <laughs> yeah, I think he's gonna be on the, the burrito level for me, like 
back end of the waterfall. So I'm going to go one, but I could see the case for a two. I like Brito more. Um, I'm going to go two, but I like Brito more. Those, I mean, those matchups are just too nice. Apologies to Cincinnati Reds fans, present company included. My team isn't doing so well, so. Uh, for the Pittsburgh Pirates, Ronzi Contreras and Mitch Keller. For the record, we'll give Nola the five. Yeah, I've, I skipped him. I'd give Austin Nola a five. Well, no, <laughs> All right. Well, I'm marking these down so that we can recap these at the end of the podcast. Yeah. Ronzi Contreras and Mitch Keller, they got to face Houston at home, then at St. Louis. Two offenses that really scare me. So Ronzi pitch well and kind of like the skills but i'm only gonna go you know i don't think i could do it i think i, I like Contreras as a hold on your bench but i don't think i could start him here i'm gonna go hit zero on him and mitch keller i'm 100 we don't i mean we usually agree a lot but not almost i mean i'm i'm in complete lockstep they both look really good against boston uh keller help me was it the cutter is that what he's added? That sounds right. Yeah. Um, really looked confident. And mm-hmm. it was one of those cases where he probably should have been lifted, air quote probably, but I like it when managers let their pitchers try to get out of jams. And who was it? It was Reese McGuire hit what was called a three-run game-tying home run. But then upon further review, it was shown to be foul. But it went from, you know, a, a four to one, this is really good for Keller to, damn, they left him in too long to good call. You know, good call, Shelton. You did the right thing. So, anyway, a uh, long winded way of selling, saying, I like Contreras and Keller going forward. It's just a shame that one of their few two start weeks is this one. Yeah, that's, that's a tough way for the schedule to shake out for their two steps. But, uh, yeah, at least something to, to see there, if maybe. This, if this, I think people will hold Contreras, but if this week, if people drop Keller, you know, after a rough week, you know, scoop him up. Luis Castillo is still got a 0.00 ERA. And, Christine. Uh, at at the Cubs versus the Rockies, that's that's a five. Yep. Probably As six. A, for me, the next one, you may not, you may not agree, but. Logan Webb versus the Dodgers at Detroit. Uh, all those K's on opening day. Then he kind of came back a little bit uh, versus the Dodgers at Detroit. I think I'm going to go with a four. He's not quite a five for me with yeah. these matchups. I think I've been I've been higher than Webb on than the field, so I'll stay that way. I'm going to go a low end five. All right, Todd's got a five on Logan Webb, remaining higher than the field. Steven Matz and Miles Michaelis, they both got to go to Colorado then versus Pitt. <laughs> I don't think the second end of the two subs good enough to make up for it, honestly. So maybe I could see Matz. I'm going to give Matz a one, but I think Michaelis is a zero. Yeah, it's again, it's such a shame that, listen, if there's 32 starts in a year in 26 weeks, that means there's around six two-start weeks. And it's a bummer that one of the six for these guys Neither are going to get six because they're injury injury prone. But anyway, the point being, uh, this this particular matchup, nah, going to go zero. Shane McClanahan is pitching like a bona fide five. And I'll go him, but I'm going on the opposite end of the spectrum on Josh Fleming. He's got to face uh, Boston as a lefty than at, at Toronto. So not easy for McClanahan either, but McClanahan I know is up for the challenge. Josh Fleming. Not so much. Yeah, I'm not even that scared about the Red Sox lineup. Um, but no, I can't. Again, at Toronto to me is like at Colorado. It's not because of the park, it's because of that team. When Andrew Biggio was hitting homers, you know things are good. Yeah, Biggio homered yesterday, I think. Or maybe it was two days ago now, I forget. But uh Andrew Heaney has a twenty three point six three ERA. Is that bad? Um, or is that good? Uh, I'd give Tim a break, but Andrew, not so much. <laughs> yeah, Andrew, he it's needs, good to see uh, Tim in New York during Tyler. But anyway, yeah, again, definitely. off off-air conversation between me and Clay on air. It was really good to see Tim. Things haven't changed. He still talks a mile in a minute, and I love it. So, Andrew, he needs versus Kansas City at Houston. 
I need to see him write this shit, pal. So I think I'm going to go with a one. And I'm going to go with a one. It's um, a scary one. Eve. Yeah, we're agreeing too much this week. You need to take next week off because of it. Um, I will be taking next week off. <laughs> we need a break. Um, yeah. Yeah, you told them you were seeing family. The reason you're sick of me. That's why you need next week off. Um, well, friends, uh, not, friends, not family. Okay, okay. This, okay. Uh, yeah, you used the family excuse last year. Let's see. Uh, Houston. I'm going to stick with a one. Yeah, and I'm going to have Alec Manoa as a five. I think a lot of people would probably say four, but really like the way he bounced back. And versus Detroit, versus Tampa Bay. I mean, this kid's such a stud. And well, the I mean, swing and miss, and the velo was a little down, but then it was back on opening day, so I'm not too – I think when we were hosting XM last week, I said about a six on my – Worry scale of Manoa from one to ten. Now I'm down to about three. So I mean, I'm a numbers I'm guy. Five. You know, numbers guy, all that kind of stuff. And you know, it, but there are people that you know, numbers guys. Oh, Manoa doesn't strike out enough. I mean, I've learned over the years you got to mix in a little bit of, of of art to the science. And there's just something there with Manoa. I'm with you. I'm, I, I was high on him in the season. I'm high on him now. It's a five. Yeah, I love that dude. So. uh yeah, we'll go five on Manoa. And then Patrick Corbin's a big goose egg. That's just kind of a given. He hasn't been a in positive he hasn't been a positive mark in years, I feel like. Uh he's either a goose egg or maybe a negative if if you uh, do negative scores at home. All right, let's recap our pitcher grades, two star pitcher grades for the week of April tenth, twenty twenty three. Zach Gallon five. Kyle Gibson, three. Grayson Rodriguez, two. Nick Pavetta, I say one. Todd, three. Maybe a bit of uh, just anger on my part getting burned by... Yeah, and homerism on mine. Yeah, I got burned by pick Pavetta up, hoping for two starts this week. Looks like I'll get two next week instead. I'm going one, Todd, three. Garrett Whitlock, I say two, Todd, three. Drew Smiley, zero. Connor Overton, zero. Luis Sessa, zero. Shane Bieber, five. Herman Marquez, I say zero, Todd one. Dylan Cease, five. Matt Manning, I say two, Todd zero. Framber Valdez, five. Zach Grinke, I say one, Todd zero. Julio Urias, five. Sandy Alcantara, five. Wade Miley, I say one, Todd two. Corbin Burns, five. Kenta Maeda, two. Pablo Lopez, I say three, Todd four. Max Scherzer, five. Garrett Cole, five. Johnny Brito, I say one, Todd two. JP Sears, zero. Matt Strom, I say one, Todd two. Aaron Nola, five. Ronzi Contreras, zero. Mitch Keller, zero. Luis Castillo, five. Logan Webb, I say four, Todd five. Stephen Matz, one. Miles Michaelis, zero. Shane McClanahan, five. Josh Fleming, zero. Andrew Heaney, one. Alec Manoa, five. Patrick Corbin, zero. Anything else on your mind today, Todd? Why don't we uh, hit up a question that's in the chat Some the, for those that are watching us live. Uh, Lickety Spit, I don't think that's his real name, but you never know. What's with the offensive output so early in the season? Juice Ball, 2019 all over. All right. Um, first off. The the ball's not juiced. It's it's flying less than it's been sh- shorter distances. It, run scoring is up because uh, hits are up, and they're not up because of the sp- the, the 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 shift necessarily. Because uh, they're not up on ground balls. More fly balls and line drives are being hits. It's just one week's of noise. So and runs are also up because. Is it Tuesday or Monday night? I forget which night. It's just a really high-scoring night that it took from league average up to, um, you know, a run, of, a run more than last year because of that one night, and a lot of fourth and fifth starters went. So I don't think we're seeing enough information yet to be able to judge the offense. Runs are up because hits are up and strikeouts are down. Uh, the ball's distance is less than it was last year observations, not really conclusions yet. Yeah, you mentioned on XM that the average fly ball distance actually down, which surprised yeah. me. 
Yeah. Well, really good stuff. I want to thank everybody for listening. In particular, I want to shout out Adam Nicholson, who's listening live from the UK. He said, There we go. All right. Love that. Across the pond, even we got listeners. International. So I love that. And really appreciate everybody coming through to hang out. And good luck this week. We'll be doing the same same deal next week, although you will be with a a, un, a mystery un, party. A mystery guest. I uh, it's uh, yes, I I be, need someone out there who is adept at ranking two-star pitchers. The industry is full of them. I just have to get one to say yes. Kind of like my prom that I never went to. I just had to <laughs> well, get one. Well, it's a very inexact yes. science. So well, this year, this time really... I'll be I won't be scared. I will actually ask somebody onto the podcast as opposed to the prom. But that's neither here nor there. Well, yeah, I hope everybody uh, <laughs> tunes in next week. I'll be tuning in to see who the mystery get man is. It's like it doesn't have WrestleMania to be a man. eleven it does, with uh, doesn't have to be a man now, does it? That's true. Yeah, it could be a, a woman. A lot of great female experts in this industry too, of course. But one of my favorite uh, mystery partner moments was, uh, I think WrestleMania eleven, maybe twelve, when. Uh, Owen Hart picked Yoko Zuna to be his tag team partner, and they won the tag belts. Here we go. R.I.P. Yoko and Owen, of course, two two greats. The the surprise tag team partner is always a, a fun gimmick, so we'll look forward to that. And hope you'll be back with Todd and I the following week and every Friday over the rest of the season here on the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by Vivid Seats. <laughs>